It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This, this is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! Go Birds! Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook Elliot Shore Parks. We have made it to roster cut down day. The next thing that matters, week one against the Atlanta Falcons. What up, buddy? What's going on? How you doing? Uh, doing good? Yeah, I feel great. Um, let's start with the most important part of all this. You know, there's roster cut down. There's Believe it or not, Jalen Hurts is actually officially the starting quarterback of this team. We got a lot to get to, Elliot. Let's start with the most important thing going on. Big rainstorm coming. You doing okay? I know. Well, it's even more important that <laughs> apparently Zach Gertz is about to talk to the media. So we'll oh, see wow. if anything comes wow. out of that. But, um, Bombshell's coming. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about, it's about 2.05. It's about 2.05 here, and I've been tracking the storm literally all day. Seems like it is going to uh, Seems like it's going to be a big one. There's some yeah, tornadoes it's possible legit. to the it's south. It's like legit, legit one. Yeah, it's definitely legit, legit. Uh, so I will say this, and then obviously we'll get into the football part of it soon, but we talk a lot on this pod about, like, Twitter and versus Instagram and stuff like that. Weather Twitter is just one of the nicest corners of Twitter I've ever. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There are nice corners of Twitter? Oh, yes. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> everybody on Weather Twitter is just so nice. Like, everybody is just, like, answering questions, talking about what could happen. Like, if you ask a question and it's a dumb question, they're like, let me explain this to you. It's not like, oh, you idiot. He can't go on the practice squad or whatever. <laughs> And I'll give a special shout out to my guy, Brian Lynch. He's been very nice explaining stuff to me. He's an Eagles fan. So I would just say to people, if you're interested in weather, venture on into weather, the weather portion of Twitter. Let's talk about rain. And, you know, maybe it'll be more interesting than talk about the Eagles. At least today, I think it's certainly more important. <laughs> it is. 
your obsession with rain is is honestly one of my favorite things in the world. I don't know what you would have done. I walked in in a rainstorm this morning, Elliot. I I was soaking wet for the first, you know, three hours of the day. Oh, my, don't worry, my, I know. My long sleeve shirt yeah. is still not dry. I have to walk home and at the end of this pod, and it's still not dry, Elliot. That's how that's how wet I was. Well, I'm very sorry to hear it. I'm gonna put out my official predictions. So for Westchester, I think we're gonna get. 3.7 inches of rain. Okay, for the real city, quick, real quick, real quick. For the, the novices in the, the rain world, I don't know much. That seems like a lot of rain. Uh, what's like it's a, a lot of rain. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, good to know. It's a lot of rain. Is it like a lot, so, a lot of rain? It's a, it's a lot, a lot of rain, but also <laughs> on top of it, it's rained a lot recently across the whole state, so the ground's very moist, which increases the chances of flash flooding. So I'm going to guess 3.7 in Chester County, and then for Philly, I'm going to go... I'm going to go less. I'm going to go like 1, 2.1, 2.1. Okay, good. I like yes. this. I like that. Well, I yes. mean, honestly, if it, if I could, I would take more of the brunt than you because I know you're far more affected I by it. <laughs> I, am, I'm, I actually enjoy the rain. I'm like, oh, it's raining out. I'm tucked in. This is nice. I used to I used to be there too, but I'm no longer there. Um, what a turn. Perhaps more importantly... Zach Ertz is talking, and we were unaware he was going to talk. He's talking right now. So do you want me to recap kind of what he said? Yeah, sure, sure. Breaking news that's going to be really old by the time people hear this. Let's go. Yeah, so this is the the big quote. This is the place I want to be. This is a place I want to retire, dot, dot, dot. I'm moving on from everything that has happened this offseason. There's been apologies. Said Things have been mended with the team, and this is per Mike Garofalo. All right. And other beat writers, too, but those that, that's like All the right, main Zach. coming out of here. We're back. Yeah. Eagles legend so he, Zach Ertz. Let's go. Yeah, so he's back. He's back, back. Love it. That makes me happy. I mean, I feel warm and fuzzy right now, Elliot. And, you know, I want warm and fuzzies with the Eagles this year. I don't know if we're going to get them. Uh, let's talk Eagles. We'll get back into to more of the goofy stuff later. I do have a uh, an important tweet to respond to from one of our great listeners. We'll get to that later as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, got to, got to, got to, got as, to. As, again, you know, sometimes, Elliot, and, and we do this on this pod, and I know that others don't, but sometimes we got to put our hand up in the air and say, our bad. This one's mm-hmm. on us. This is, uh, yeah. you're right, we're wrong. We'll get to that later. All right, uh, let's start. We'll get to the Hurts being named the starter. We'll get to this whole, you know, all that stuff going on. But let's start with the 53-man, I think. You know, I want to get your general overall thoughts on on what happened, on how the 53-man shook out. Obviously, I think for most people, Travis Fulgham, probably the biggest name that people expected to make the roster. A lot of people, um, you know, there was there was a lot of a lot of words thrown around about Travis Fulgham uh, in the Eagles' yes. Twitter world. <laughs> we'll say that. Um so I think that's the biggest one. But overall, and, and obviously Fulgham as well, overall, you know, these cuts come down 4 o'clock yesterday. The official list is sent out. What were your overall thoughts? So I think the receivers obviously were interesting, as you mentioned. The fact that Tra- Travis Fulgham was released, I-, I don't think it was surprising. I mean, I thought, you know, again, like gun to my head, I probably would have guessed he made the team. But I wasn't shocked that he was released. He had a really bad camp. He was really bad against the Jets specifically. Uh, and then you saw, obviously, in the fourth or the third preseason game what he did, dropping that ball uh, or catching it and then fumbling it. And then on top of that, you know, he just was playing in the fourth quarter. So that wasn't a good sign. So I would say Fulgham not making the roster is probably probably the headline. Um, Landon Dickerson coming off of Pup and going on to 53-man roster. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. 
Your boy, yeah, mm-hmm. your boy. Dick, Just Dickerson, saying. Dickerson guy. Hashtag Dickerson guy. Unite. Thank you, all my Dickerson guys out there. Yes. Yeah. So it looks like he will play this year. And Howie pretty much said that in his post-cut press conference. Uh, I don't believe he. I don't remember if he used Dickerson's name specifically, but he was asked about the pup guys and said, you know, they they weren't they didn't get put on pup because they think they'll play within the first six weeks. Now. If I'm not mistaken, they did do that with Alshon last year, right? Didn't they? Keep yes, him and, active? and we we right. destroyed them for it because they ended up going past the pup date essentially, or like one week before the pup date, or whatever it was. It was a disaster. Now, will will they deserve the same criticism if Dickerson doesn't play? Uh, so no, I I don't think they will in the sense that at least from me, because what I think I'm looking at this season as like. To me, Landon Landon Dickerson getting to practice with the team, getting to eventually play, get reps, is more important than winning games. You know, in a in a micro scale, like not specifically him, but you know how I feel about this season. I'm far more interested in developing guys and seeing what you have in guys and stuff than I am in they're winning the division. So for me personally, I, I won't rip that at all because I want Dickerson here. I think it's important that he's here, and that's more important to me than than whatever the person who would have replaced him on the roster would would do for me. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And I also think with Alshon, he didn't need the practice reps. Right. So, uh, you know, Dickerson, the sooner you can get him on the field, the sooner he's allowed to practice, I think the better. So I don't think you'd rep him for that. Rodney McLeod seems like he might play week one. If not, you know, week two, I would guess at the latest. So I understand that one. So, but still Dickerson being on the, uh, on the roster was a bit of a surprise. Um, Trying to think what else. Uh, Jack Stoll making it a tight end. Which I did you called, that. by the way. I yes, did, sir. Call. That was a good yeah, call so, by you. Thank you. I had a good. I you had a really good. Roster. Well, it's pretty funny because I noticed this. And it's funny because this is the. So for those who don't know, there's a, a competition among all the beat writers where they all enter their their 53-man roster into you know a, a competition, so to speak. And whoever gets the closest wins. I believe it was Bo Wolf last year. I'm not 100% sure. Um, yeah, so but this he year, last year, Go yeah, ahead. but this year, Elliot goes comes to me and he's like, "I'm not even entering mine this year. I don't even care." Yeah. And you crushed it, yeah. of course. I know. I just didn't feel like putting together my 16 man practice, 16 man practice squad. I was like, I had to put together Saturday morning. I was going to do Bird, Go Birds Radio. Didn't feel like doing it. Now I will say I submitted mine before. I so well, I should say submitted. I posted my online before they traded for Gardner Minshew. So I do think I deserve one extra for that. So I ended up with fifty out of fifty three. I was That's pretty happy. About super that. impressive, man, Elliot. Thank you. Well done, buddy. In 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 something that is close to as meaningless as it gets, I'm pretty proud of you, buddy. Well, the fifty three man roster is important. My no, no, the roster itself my is exactly. It. Yeah. That's my point. Yes, of course the roster is important. You guys predicting it is meaningless, but I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. And while I I spend all the time tracking all those plays, the least I could do is try to know know what's going on. Yeah, well, 50 Uh, out of 53 is impressive, man, especially because you were on top of some of the roster chicanery type stuff that they were doing. You know, like like we all think Jordan Howard will be on this team eventually, right? Like Richard Rodgers might be, I don't know, but you were all over that, like, idea of, hey, this guy's a vet. They can do this where he's not subject to waivers. They can play a little, a few games here. You are all over that stuff. And I, I think a lot of people were like, where's Jordan Howard and stuff like that. You you were all over that. Yeah. And look, we'll see what they end up doing. So like I said, we're recording this at around two o'clock on Wednesday. So it, you know, they will be making more moves. They didn't claim anybody or they didn't, were not awarded anybody off of waivers, which is a bit surprising. They were the six, they were six placed on the waiver. So it's possible that, 
you know, other teams ahead of them were just awarded guys that they wanted to claim. But they didn't get anybody on waivers. Um, you know, I think they'll be moved. So they can place guys on IR at 4 o'clock today. So I'd imagine that's when you see Tyree Jackson go on IR. I think Dickerson might go on IR. Um, the short-term so is spots. the idea. The, the short yeah. Term. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, I don't believe there's a distinction anymore. I think that it's just you're on IR and you can come off in three weeks. Oh, wow. I think that's like that's a great. COVID rule. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And I, and I also think it's unlimited. I'll double check on that. But I know with the COVID rules last year, they like really changed up they are, which makes more sense in general. Like there's no point in punishing a player longer than he has to be if he's injured. But yeah, so I believe you'll see them put guys uh, from the 53 on IR, and that's when you'll see guys come back, like Jordan Howard potentially. Um Richard Rogers, guys like that. So there will be moves for sure. And then obviously with the practice squad, you can bring guys up. So the initial 53 is going to look very different than the roster that they bring to Atlanta. Yeah, as it always does, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Like every right. year this happens and everyone goes crazy about the 53 and people didn't make the squad. And then by week one, it's like, oh, okay. So so that's how it worked. Um, I, I, interesting stuff there. Uh, also, no Eagles were claimed as well, correct? Like, none of the Eagles' cuts were actually claimed by other teams on waivers as well. Right. So, Travis Fulgham wasn't claimed. Um, Which so, is I mean, interesting. These guys still- I mean, that's interesting, right? I mean, because the idea of, like, for the rest of the NFL, we're here with Fulgham. They talk about his practice habits, all that stuff. But the rest of the NFL, a guy in Travis Fulgham, again, for a month— had a better month than most receivers will ever have in their career, or a lot of receivers yeah. will ever have in their career, you would think that there'd be some team out there who's like, I'll take a shot on that guy. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't claimed. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess people didn't like what they saw, or maybe, I don't know, me as a bad rep around the league. Like, I don't know. But you're, you're right. I would thought he would have been claimed. I mean, at this point, it'll be interesting to see if the Eagles bring him back on the practice squad. I would think that they probably would, but if they don't, like, remember last year there was reports or, you know, I don't, I hate to use the word rumblings, but I, I feel like there was like speculation. <laughs> there were rumblings. Reporters. I know I do hate rumblings, but about his, his practice habits. So I do wonder, like if the Eagles don't bring him back, uh, that'll be, I think, a pretty good indication that those, those reports were true. Yeah, it's a great point. More importantly, real quickly, wh- why don't you like rumblings? What's your problem with rumblings? I just hate when reporters do like the rumblings around the league uh-huh. or like, you know, rumblings in league circles or I'm hearing rumblings. It's like you're either hearing it or you're not. You know, like there's no such thing as rumbles. Like you either <laughs> believe what you're hearing or you don't believe it. So like don't use rumbles. I will give a shout out to rumblings and grumblings. My favorite sports column in the other than Peter Gammon's Sunday column back in the day. The best sports column in the history of sports. Jason Stark's Rumblings and Grumblings is an amazing column. So I'll shout out Rumblings in that way. But otherwise. Interesting. You, Never you, heard of it. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, it was the best. Yeah. Back in the day, Jason Stark used to do Rumblings and Grumblings. He would have that as useless information department and then his, uh, you know, weird. I can't remember the name for the weird one. But anyway. I, I, now, J- what's interesting is I do love the information that comes from Rumblings. I just hate when people use the term Rumblings. Jason Stark, my favorite sports writer of all time. I don't know if I've ever said that before. Wow, bold take. I I love Jason Stark. I think he is, other than you, of course. You are yeah, you well, are obviously, obviously my favorite sports writer of all time. But but growing up as a kid, I'm talking about Jason Stark, my favorite. All right. Um, he's, yeah, he's a goat. Oh, love that guy. And local guy too. You love that. Um, all yes. right. Uh, real quick before we move on to some of the other issues or some of the other things that came up yesterday with Howie and Nick speaking. Is there anything else just from a general 53-man roster or the moves that were made yesterday that were surprising or kind of caught your eye or, or move on to the other stuff? Hmm. I mean, honestly, not really. Like, I guess I Pretty give my overall take of— Yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious to know what your overall thoughts on the roster are, not to get into, like, a how talented they are debate thing, which we've had. But I, I do think, like, 
again, like there's talent on the roster. There just there is. And I thought they did a nice job of keeping those guys. Um, we'll see who they add. But I didn't think there was any like, oh, my God, I can't believe they cut him or like I can't believe they kept him type of guys. I thought all the cuts made sense. You know, I've been covering the team for a while. And I feel like every year there's like one cut or one thing where you're like, what are they doing? I I don't think there were any of those moments this year with them. Yeah, I agree. I, I look for me, Fulgham is the big one, and and I was fine with it. You know, everything you heard, everything we saw from him this this training camp was that he wasn't having a good camp and he didn't play well in the games and all that. So, I'm fine with it. I I was attached to him because again, of all the receivers on the roster, he's the only one I've actually seen have real true success. <laughs> Right, which is interesting. I mean, you know, like it's a bold move by them. Yeah, like I don't especially... think Fulgham's very good, and he has like, but I wouldn't bet on Fulgham, but I, I don't know if I'd bet like against him either. I mean, I don't know. It's it's just a risky move. Yeah, well, especially again for the fan base. Like it's one thing for for the diehards, like the ones who, first of all, very few fans get to go to camp. Right, they let the season ticket holders in, but there are very few are at those practices. Right. A very small percentage. And then there's a small percentage of Eagles fans that are super nitty-gritty and, and care about the 53-man and all that type of stuff. A lot of Eagles fans, you know, the the majority, I would guess, are people who just love the team, follow the team, but aren't that nitty-gritty with it. So I think for that fan, for a lot of fans, they're like, wait a minute, what? Like, why isn't Travis Fulgham on the roster? So I do think it's a very, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, and they better hope that he doesn't go somewhere else. I always think a, a good barometer a good barometer for this, at least in my world, is my brother. So he's a freshman or a sophomore at Temple. And he definitely follows sports and follows the Eagles, but he doesn't follow it as closely as I do, clearly. Uh, but and he, <laughs> he DMs me on Instagram and goes, oh, they cut Fulgham? I thought he was good last year. Yeah. It's like such a, such a simple statement of like someone that has <laughs> been paying attention. But again, you know? right, like I, I do think there is a large percentage of Eagles fans that is like that. So um, I agree. It, it's going to be interesting. All right. Um, and in general, my thoughts on the roster, you know, similar to what they've been before, I think. And look, we saw with the ESPN Top 100 a couple days ago or whatever. And and look, I think Jason Kelsey's a Top 100 player in the NFL. I, I think he should have been on that list. Fletcher Cox is probably a Top 100 player, even at this stage of his career. But but the fact there were no Eagles on that list kind of illustrates my point that, that I'm most concerned about is the lack of high-end talent, the lack of blue-chip players. Now, they have very good players in certain spots. They just don't have a lot of depth, and they don't have blue-chip players. So they need to stay healthy, and they need their best players to play well. So, you know, I'm kind, well, of, me, I'm kind of in the exact same spot I was. What stood out to me about this is that – so I, I and I know why. So I know why before I say this out loud. But, like, it does seem odd to me that they had four players in the top ten of each of their positions and then not any in the top 100. And I get why because, like, you know, there's – might be 20 receivers to pick a position like in the top 100, whereas there's only 10 receivers on the list. Like, so like I get that, but doesn't that strike you as odd that Fletcher Cox was voted as like, I don't know, like the fifth or sixth, whatever it was, best defensive tackle in the league, and then he's not in the top 100? Like, I just, Darius Slay is the ninth best corner in the league, but he's not in the top 100. Like, it just seems like it doesn't add up, even though I know why it doesn't. But to see, so I, I agree with you. I think they do have top 100 talent. Yeah, they just don't have a ton of it. They don't have blue, that's been the issue, right? The blue chip guys, the guys you can count on to be some of the best players in the sport. They don't have a lot of those guys. The ones they do have are kind of aging out of it. So, you know, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still where I'm at with the roster. Nothing that's happened the last few days has kind of changed where I'm at. Um, all right, real quick, uh, Jane Slater, an interesting tweet before we move on to the. Yes. the uh, you saw this too. So Jane Slater just tweeting out, and for those wondering. I was told the Cowboys never inquired about Gardner Minshew. Interesting line here. She says, 
Minshew wanted to go to Philadelphia as early as this summer, according to sources. Interesting. Obviously, the Cowboys didn't inquire about Minshew with the Dak thing up in the air and all that. But but more interesting that Minshew wanted to come here, Elliot. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's the two interesting two interesting parts that first, like you said, the Cowboys thing, they must clearly not think highly of Minshew considering their backups are terrible. And he's now the Eagles third stringer. So they just must not like Minshew, which seems, you know, weird to me. I, you know, we debated Minshew already, but at the end of the day, I think he would at least be better than whatever the Cowboys have as their backup. And Dak has injury concerns and it was only six round pick. So like that seems weird. They wouldn't do that. But Minshew wanting to come here. Yeah, it's a clear indication that he thinks he can win this job. Yep. Now, things have changed since he wanted to come here. You know, she said, I believe, what, since the summer? Like, since then, there's been training camp. The The whole team's been around Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni's coached Jalen Hurts. Like, all those things. So, you know, Hurts is more entrenched as a starter than he was back when Gardner Minshew kind of surveyed the landscape and was like, okay, where could I start? But, again, this was what I was saying about bringing somebody in that wants to be a starter at his at this point in his career. And I don't think he's going to be a huge distraction, but ultimately, like, it's similar to the Hurts-Wentz thing where the backup, or the third stringer in this case, behind the starter, like, has a career to go earn. Like, he needs to play. He wants to be out on the field. Like, Flacco's just different in that way. So, yeah, I think it's, like, interesting. I don't want to say it's, like, super concerning, but it's just not great to want to hear. I don't think he, like wanted to be in Philly really bad to be the third stringer. Like he clearly wanted to be here so that he could be the the starter and win the job. Yeah. Well, I, 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 we all know we've talked about this. I, I love the trade. I have no issue with it from the perspective you're talking about. And of course, any, I think third stringer is going to want to try and earn their career in the NFL, especially one who's played in the NFL and actually had some success. So I have no problem with Minshew's attitude or whatever. I do think it's it's not surprising, though, that he wants to come here. Again, like as much as you and I like Jalen Hurts, as much as you and I believe in this guy, most people don't. So if Gardner Minshew's looking around the NFL and saying, all right, what situations are there where their quarterback is unproven and not someone they're super invested in? Eagles fit the bill, right? I mean, they're one of yeah. the top ones in the league, you would argue. So I'm, it makes sense that Minshew would – what you say? What do you think his mindset is now? Minshew? Yeah, I think it's the same. I think he he's not he's going to come here and he's going to hope that Jalen Hurts isn't great and he gets an opportunity to play. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's I don't think that's a great thing. But we shall. I see. think it's a situation in pretty much any backup in the league. You know, certainly the younger ones who are trying to to make a career of it. You know, and Joe Flacco is a an exception, but that's because he's made hundreds of millions of dollars already in the NFL. Like a lot of guys haven't. Like, you know, Will Greer just got picked up by the Cowboys. I'll bet you Will Greer is desperate to have a career in the NFL, was a higher-round draft pick than Gardner Minshew. Obviously, he's done less in the NFL, but, like, you think Will Greer's going there being like, hey, Dak, can't wait to be your backup? No, he's going there hoping that something happens to Dak and he gets to play, you know? Yeah, it's different dynamics, though. I know, I know Gardner is, and I agree, and And that's why Gardner wanted to come here rather than Dallas. That makes total sense to me. So I don't know. I'm I we we obviously see the Gardner thing very differently. Um, all right. I want to get to the tweet is interesting though. It I is think interesting. it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, all right. I want to get to Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman meeting with the media yesterday, talking about cuts, talking about a lot of stuff, and particularly Jalen Hurts, the starter. I want to start there and then we'll get into the other stuff they had to say, but what was your opinion of how they handled finally answering this question? Nick Sirianni comes out and says Jalen Hurts the starter finally. And yes, I know like 
You know, we all assumed he was the starter, but it was weird that they had not said, you're the starter. Uh, they named Jalen Hurts the starter and then kind of throws in there, well, he was taking all the first team reps. So you could you could right. say that we named him the starter at the beginning of the training camp. What were your thoughts on the way the Eagles finally went about telling everyone Jalen Hurts is our starter? So I think one thing that's been clear to anybody that listens to this pod is I'm always willing to admit when I think I was wrong. And I don't know if I'm completely there yet with this, but I have to admit, like him him announcing Jalen Hurts as a starter was a cool moment. And I thought that it wasn't a moment that would have came had they just been like, well, Jalen's our guy immediately after they traded Carson because just because Carson's not here. Right. So there has been long stretches. We've debated it on GoBirds radio. I've debated it with callers. I've debated it with all types of people saying like, I think that they should have named Jalen the starter. I said because of Deshaun Watson, they should have named him the starter. I said it was silly not to. Now that he's been named the starter, like it felt like he earned it. And he was always going to be the starter, all those things. But I don't know. That was just my 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 thought when Nick Sirianni did it was, uh, it's like a cool moment for Jalen. And I don't know if it would have been exactly the same had they just hand, I don't even want to say handed it to him, but if they would have just named him the starter after Wentz or like prior to training camp or anything like that. I think that, whether he ever felt he had to compete for it truly or not, you know, I'm sure Jalen was probably excited to hear that. And I don't know if he would have felt that same way earlier yeah, on. I don't know. I think he would have been just as happy to hear it was the starter from the beginning. I thought it was kind of lame. The, obviously, I disagree with the way they did it. I thought, yes, it was clear to everyone Hurts was the starter. So name him the bleeping starter. Like, this is so dumb. And I thought for him to say that yesterday, the... Well, you know, you could say we named him the starter at the beginning of camp was was incredibly stupid. And and it, because he was asked like 10 to 15 times point blank, who's your starter? Is Jalen your starter? And refused to name him, like refused to say it. So I thought that he put that in there. I, I, and I've been all in on Sirianni. I thought that was weak by Nick Sirianni. Mm. And a great point Joe Cameron made on the show today that I didn't think about is now Nick Sirianni has opened himself up to next season. Let's say there's a, a battle for who's going to be the the starting linebacker or the starting safety or whatever, all of a sudden he's opening up where reporters can say, all right, who's your starting safety? Ah, you know, we're not sure. We're still playing out. Well, Nick, Rodney McLeod has taken 85% of the first team snaps. Wouldn't you say that that means he's the starter? Because that's what you said last year with Jalen Hurts. Like, it's just, I think they handled this horrifically. I really do. I think they handled it so poorly from start to finish. And yes, it is one of those things. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's not the end of the world that they didn't name Jalen Starts. I know there are a lot of fans out there who are like, why do you even talk about this? Why does it matter? He's clearly a starter. And I get that. It's not a huge deal. It really isn't. But I thought that line by Nick Sirianni in there was a mistake. And I thought it was a, a kind of a, a, a way to like poke back in a way where he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, and I've agreed with you on this issue almost the entire camp. Like, I've, I've thought, again, when Joe Flacco was a backup, I didn't really think it mattered because no one thought Joe Flacco was going to do it. But then when the Deshaun Watson rumors heat up, I thought it was worth it. But again, like, hands up. Like, I now that it's over, I actually think they handled it well. And again, like, if the whole <laughs> okay. thing... If the whole thing about competition, if Sirianni's whole thing is going to be competition. But it wasn't even. It- they gave him all the first team reps. Where was the competition? That's the bull bleep part of well, it. Well, like- but it depends. It Yeah, it dep- I agree with that. But it also depends, like... You know, if Hertz would have played poorly, in theory, they could have, you know, started to put Flacco in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if if Hertz was really bad the first week of camp, all of a sudden I could yeah. have been a practice and like it's just Flacco's weak, man. Getting, it's weak. 
It's just weak. But 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 like if the whole thing your is your whole to be reason for why you like it now is because you think it was a cool moment for Jalen Hurts. That, yeah, I, mean, I think it meant more to name him the starter now than it would have named it. Then then if like if after they, what if Jalen's annoyed by this whole thing? What if it meant nothing because he knew he was the starter the whole time and he's just resentful that you didn't just name him the starter at the beginning of camp like every other freaking team did? Like I don't look, know. Look, how do I don't know? know how Jalen feels. I don't. I, I would actually if, it, if I were Jalen Hurts, I would be annoyed. Like I'd be like, bro, like really. This charade. I took every single first team rep, and you're gonna wait until the end of cut down day when literally the Eagles after the, the cam drop after you know, they were the last team in football who had not named a starting quarterback. The last team in the sport, Elliot, that had not named a starting quarterback. If I'm Jalen, I'm like, yeah, well, screw that, man. And the interesting thing about talking about Jalen Hurts is me and you are both on the same side of believing in him. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say you. I don't want to go as strongly and say you believe this, but like I think he's going to have a great year and I think he's going to kill it. Like I'm very confident in him, and I know you are as well. So on I'm one confident. hand, like I think he's going to be very. Yeah, he, I'm excited about. Him. I I don't I yeah. don't know for sure what his ceiling is, but I'm really excited, and I think he's going to be a lot better than people think than the vast majority right. of, of media or whatever. Right. So we so we believe in him. We both think he's going to be good. But on the flip side of that, I think you could also argue, and I'm just saying this off the top of my head, so maybe you you'll think of somebody, but like. Is there another starter in the league that is less like entrenched as a starter? Like in terms of like wasn't a first round pick, doesn't have a yeah, big contract. I think the only ones you could left. talk about are like Teddy Bridgewater or, you know, these like kind of fill yeah, in stopgap guys, Jameis in, in New Orleans, maybe. Like the other people were kind of in competitions, but not like a similar competition in the sense where like it really could have gone either way theoretically. Right. So I guess in that way, it's not super crazy to think they would be the last team to name a starter. No, I'm not saying it's not. It, we know how they've played this out. My I, my point was to the Jalen Hurts part where you're like, oh, but it's a cool moment for Jalen. If I'm Jalen in that moment, I'm like, thanks, fuckers. You should have done this a while ago. And yeah, I'm finally done bleeping myself because it's like, I don't, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I don't think like, what a cool moment. I just got named the starter. I'm like, yo, I took every first team rep, every other team named the starting quarterback. And you did this whole charade until now. Like, okay, thanks. I'm the starter. Cool. Like I don't know. That's well, the way I would look at it if I were Jalen. So I'm I'm not I'm I'm counteracting your point about why you think it was good in the sense that you think it was a nice moment for Jalen. It might not have been a nice moment for Jalen. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it, I guess it depends. And neither of us have gotten to know Jalen super well yet, just because obviously last year with COVID, you didn't even get to meet him. But like, I mean, if you take him for at his at his word at press conferences, and I know that's a dangerous game because the whole objective of press conferences is to not create a stir, right? But like. He, his whole thing is like rent is due. When he was asked about this earlier in the offseason, we we did a pot after, and I'm pretty sure we both said we liked we liked how he handled it and saying that he he agrees he should have to compete for his job. And like I thought he did Sirianni a favor there. So you're right that how you feel about it is how you feel, but I, I don't know if Jalen would feel that way. Right. I think that, probably that's Jalen didn't care. That's my point, is we don't know. So like, you know, what I mean, if you're if your reasoning for changing your philosophy or your opinion of how they handled this is that, oh, it was a cool moment for Jalen, it might not have been, is my point. That's all I'm saying. Right, it might not have been. You're right. But I'm just saying, I to me, personally, I think it meant more to name him the starter now than it would have been had after they traded Carson. It was like, well, yeah, I mean, of course he's the starter. Like, he's the top one on the depth chart type of thing. Like, I, and I don't, again, I can be wrong. Like I said, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I've been saying something opposite the last few months. But I'm just being honest with when I saw the press conference, my feeling was like, Okay, Jay, like, I wonder, I thought it was a cool moment. I just did. Yeah. 
we agree to disagree on it. I, I we stand, agree to disagree on I this stand one. by what I said before, and I still think they handled it poorly. All right, let's get to- uh, By the way, it's it started to rain here. Just a heads uh, up. Uh-oh, buddy. Uh-oh. I still have to walk home, so here we let's go. hope it doesn't get to me. I don't here. think it's raining in Philly. But... Let's hope we don't lose power. We got our fantasy draft tonight, the WIP draft tonight at 8 o'clock. You know, I texted uh, uh, Turtle at like 8 a.m. being like, should we move the draft? So. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. He was like, no, I'll just use my phone. I'm yeah. like, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that could work. All right. Um, I want to get into the rest of what Howie and Nick had to say. But first, we got to get an update. Uh, if you have not downloaded the Park Sportsbook app yet, uh, please, I don't know what you're doing. Have some fun with us. Elliot and I have got a lot of fun Gambling-related stuff coming up for this season. We're going to be going through every game every week. We're going to give us, uh, give you your fa- our favorite uh, uh, over/unders tomorrow on the show. Yes. Download the app now. It's a blast. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. It's fun. You can bet on everything. You can bet on all the football stuff coming up. All the futures. Every game every week. You can bet on individual player performances. Uh, obviously, baseball's happening. You can bet on that. MMA, golf, anything and everything. And and of course, spreads, parlays, props, teasers, parlays. Again, let me say that. Uh, but most Always. importantly. You can bet on soccer. Elliot, an update, sir. Well, look, this is one I know you've already taken advantage of. Last week, I don't believe we've talked about this since this happened. We have not. Yeah. So last week, I said to you, when there was rumors that Ronaldo was going to go to Manchester United instead of Manchester City, I said, I think you should get in on this and bet United to win it all, to win the the, uh, the, uh, uh, EPL. And you got in on it. And what did you get in on it? Now, I'm looking up to see what it is currently. But... I got in on it plus 750. Plus 750. Okay. I am looking it up now. And I'm sure it's dropped down. I believe I got it a little less than that. But so like you're stuff even, like you're even you hooking me up more. I know. Um, I'm doing a poor job of finding it. Here we go. Champions League. See, it's nice and easy. Futures. All right. So what did you say you got it at? Plus 750. Okay, so it's down to plus six hundred. Okay, so I already so got go. I already got value. There you go. So this is what you can do, and that, like I should have, I should have, I think I did tweet this out actually to tell people to get on it. I love this. So pay attention to Elliot's Twitter, and more importantly, his Instagram. He's been putting out some soccer yes, plays I have there. Been. Check it out. You can bet on soccer. You can bet on football. You can bet on everything. And again, ser- in all seriousness, like if you if you listen to this pod and have not done this yet, like. Do it now because football season's coming up, and we are going to be having so much fun with this app, betting on games, talking about betting on games. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, new customers, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. $500 to, to start football season, which sounds like a good time to me. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit up to 5 Hundred dollars. The website has all the details. You must be twenty-one and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. All right, Elliot uh, Sirianni and Howie uh, spoke for about twenty-five minutes yesterday in the media. Obviously, the Hurts thing was part of it. Jordan Mailata officially named the starting left tackle was another piece of news out of it. What What were some of the other stuff that stood out to you from what Howie and Nick had to say yesterday? Um, I mean, I thought the way Howie said he viewed the roster, talking about he views it as a 70-man roster and not a 53-man roster, is an important distinction. And I don't, I think like two years ago, if he would have said that, it would have been like, all right, Howie, you're just talking that way. 
But I think it's true now, like with the practice squad being able to be called up with uh, it being at 16 players with you, with you being able to add veterans, like it really is a 70 man roster. Like they'll have guys on their practice squad that will maybe play every week this year. Like they'll play for a few weeks and get called up to the 53 or, or vice versa. So I thought it was like a, a good way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's fair. I thought, um, I thought that uh, Howie talking, uh, I thought it was funny when he made the QB factory joke. Like, I know a lot of people didn't like it. But oh, yes. I Hold thought, on. I like, thought it was good. Go you know, I thought there was a, a playfulness to it and and to admitting like, all right, I, I blew that one. Well, but here's the worst part of that joke is he looks off screen probably to Bob Lang, the PR guy, and goes like, what was it? Like factory? Like, come on, bro. You, you know, know you remember it was factory. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like don't, dude. don't act like you didn't remember. Like, you know that quote's been haunting you since the second you said it. Like, don't act like you forgot what the term was. 100%. A million percent. You knew exactly. It was a very Howie joke. It was about as Howie a joke as it gets. Um, all right, anything else stand out to you from what Nick and Howie had to say? Well, there was the funny moment where Sirianni was like, Joe Flacco showed the world what oh, he could do. Oh, buddy. Jeez, yeah. Louise. Yes. It was like, Nick, did you know that Joe Flacco's played in the NFL before? Right. He played in the, a Super Bowl. Yeah, which, you, you know, know I know Super you Bowl love... MVP, no big. You know. Well, then I like how Howie's like, this is another classic Howie moment. He like kind of jokes them. He's like, oh, the world, huh? And then Howie goes like, well, we do have Eagles fans yeah, around the world. And it's like, all right, man. Like, like dude, okay. don't, don't yeah. feed into this anymore. We all know what, what, what just happened here. Yeah, yeah. Th- Howie's jokes at the podium are never, never They're great. horrible. It's just not great. Like, he is, he's just not funny, Elliot. He's just no, not funny. he's not. I don't know if he is, like, maybe in real life he is, but he's you th- not. You think I, so? I would, I would guess he's probably not. not I would guess he's probably not that funny in uh, in real life either, if I had to Well, lay he's some the money smartest on guy it. in the room, so I guess he can't be the funniest as well. Yeah, anymore. I like that the Minshew trade brought back the, the smartest guy in the room. We hadn't heard that in a while. That was I a, know. a key talking point there. Um, all right. Um, I had one other question, really. Oh, uh, what did you think of the way Howie handled the Deshaun Watson question? He was asked point blank by Jeff McClain. Oh, yeah. You know, what was your interest level in Deshaun Watson? Obviously, he did not mention Watson by name. That's, you know, a tampering rule. He's not allowed to. But I thought that. I personally, and you know, kind of talked about we're going with what we got, we're happy with what we got, and all that. But I thought that he gave more in that answer than I expected. I expected him to say, "Hey, I can't talk about that," and and he actually gave an answer about the quarterbacks they have. How do you think he handled that? Yeah, and it's interesting that this was. Oh, we're only just bringing it up now, you know, considering how much we've talked about. I him know, and, right? And all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Um, so I thought it was about as close as he'll ever come to closing the door without actually saying his name because as you mentioned like he he could come out and say we are not trading for Deshaun Watson Jalen Hurts is our quarterback but he'd probably be fine for that right and you could debate if that's worth the fine like I think you I think you could make an argument it might be worth it just to come out and definitively say it but I think that you know it's easy for me to spend other people's money but I I think that (laughs) it's uh come on man just take the fine buddy shut it down it's it's only $75,000 but um I think that he came about as close to shutting it down as he could without actually saying it. Um, There was one moment where I thought he left the door open, like just a smidgen. But, you know, he basically said, we're happy with what we have. And, you know, and Nick Sirianni again, naming him the starter. Like, I think the timing of it is pretty coincidental when you consider that all these reports come out that he's not willing to come to Philly. So I wonder if this is them giving up on the Watson thing, at least for now. I hope so. so uh, I hope so. Yeah, I think we can end the we can end the Watson speculation. And now, granted, next time we record, I'm sure something else will come out up. But like, 
I, I, I think it's over. I think like Deshaun's not coming here, barring there being like a massive change. Oh, God, I, Elliot, from your lips to God's ears, buddy. And now, now Howard Eskin still thinks it. Uh, there are a lot of people that do. Honestly, there are a lot of people that do. So um, let's hope. Let's pray. I'm not gonna. I'm not ready to say what you know. It's over. But I'm gonna gonna say I, I really, really, really hope it's over. Um, one, yes. one more question I forgot about from the the press conference because I didn't necessarily notice this or think about it much, but but both Richie and DeCamera noticed this and thought it was, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, you kind of lift your eyes at it for a second. You're like, oh, what was that? Um, when talking about Gardner Minshew and asked what, uh, you know, whether he was the, the two, the three, the, the one at the time, whatever, um, Nick Sirianni said he's our three for now. I, I didn't notice the for now. I, I just noticed that, you know, he's the three. That's the what I took away from it. But we played the audio that, you know, played it again. And he does say he's the three for now. Do you read anything into that at all? Or is that just, you know, talking about a player? You know, you, you always kind of couch those things like that. Right. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, I think that, you know, he could have just, like, been talking and be like, oh, yeah, he's a three for now. Like, and not put much thought into it. I think the fact he even called him the three is like interesting, you know, especially again for Mr. Competition, right? Like I think he could have definitely been like, oh, you know, he just got here. We'll see type of thing if he wanted to, you know, set the world on fire. But um, I, I think that uh, I, I think Gardner will eventually end up being the three, but I'm sorry, the two, but I don't think this was him like couching the fact it's going to happen soon. Okay. What'd you think? No, I didn't either. I didn't either. Richie and DeCameron both thought it was really noteworthy and interesting that he said it that way. I didn't at all. Like, I just think he's the three. I thought, I thought it was just the way he was talking. I didn't, I didn't think about it. Maybe he's just leaving it open that anyone can competition. Anyone can move up, move back, whatever. Um, But I didn't, I didn't take note of it, but you know, it is interesting. Like it is, it's possible that there is something there. So I thought it was worth bringing up. Um, all right. Uh, I want to get in a minute. We're going to get to to our bad, you know, just just flat out our bad. But um, I did want to bring up one other thing uh, and then get to see if you have anything else from this yesterday whole thing. But I did because how he was asked about it yesterday. And I am going to do something that, that I've never done on this pod before. And I'm almost going to guarantee will never happen again because I think he's going to be a disaster as an NFL coach. And I think for the most part, he's already been a disaster as an NFL coach. And I know that the, the team has already put out a statement walking this back, but how he did get asked about it yesterday. And I would like to give some props again. This will probably not happen again. Cause I think he's going to do a bad oh, job. I know where you're going with this. I'm giving props to Urban Meyer, like respect for actually openly admitting that you took vaccination status into your uh, decisions with the 53 men roster, because let's be honest, Every team in the NFL did that. Every single team in the NFL weighed that. And if their two players were exactly the same, I'll bet my life the vaccinated player got the job. Like, I'll bet everything I have, if they were exactly the same, the vaccinated player did or would get the job. And every single team, it mattered. Like, obviously, there are certain players who are so good, you're not cutting them one way or the other, whatever. But I, mad respect. And I know the team has since put out a statement kind of walking it back and all that. But, like, Shout out to Urban Meyer for being real with us because we all know for a fact that every single one of those 32 teams took vaccination status into account. The NFL has made it very clear where they stand on where they want their players to be with regards to vaccinated or not vaccinated. Shout out to Urban Meyer for being honest yesterday. I really appreciate it, Elliot. Yeah, I agree. I like, you know, and I was actually going to ask you this prior. So I think it's it's a good kind of transition. But like, 
it's a good example of just being honest at the podium and not like tripping over your words because you're trying to hide something like, and yeah, I, I agree. Every team probably did take into consideration. Right. And I, I think, you know, I hate, it's so stupid. It's even like a debate, but you know, I, I think play teams should take it into consideration. Of course like, they look should. What's yeah, it's look just what's happening business. in Indianapolis. Exactly, it's good business. You got to play games. Like, of course, you have to take this into account. You have to. It would be malpractice not to. Did you see the two things off of this? I guess. And first of all, props to you for giving Urban Meyer credit. Credit. I know that was hard. It and, was. And, you know, it was. Yeah. Not the biggest fan of that guy, but you know what? Props. No. Understandably, too. So here's <laughs> yeah. my two. Did you see the uh, Bill Belichick quote about this? No, I didn't. What did Belichick say? So I don't have it in front of me, but he's essentially paraphrasing, saying something like, you know, people are overstating how much vaccine status plays into this. Like you can catch it even if you're not, even if you're vaccinated, like poo pooed the vaccine a little bit. I was surprised. I'm by surprised his, uh, by that, too, especially because I feel pretty confident that Cam Newton's whole vax thing definitely played a role in the decision making process there as well. But whatever. Sure, Bill. I mean, look, we we know Bill Belichick well enough to never believe a word he says. Like, right. If, if I had to bet on one coach like lying to me the most in the history of time, like Belichick might be the winner. So yeah, I, I I'm sure Bill Belichick took vaccination status into account. I bet it. I bet yeah, everything. I I'm, I'm sure the Eagles did too. So here's my next question. You want to talk about what's going on in Indy? Oh, buddy. Yes. Yes. So, um, I just got to say, um, the phrase like a balm for the soul you know, soothing the soul, Elliot. I, uh, look, I, I hope he's healthy. Obviously, I don't want anything bad physically or, or right. whatever to happen to Carson Wentz. But, man, seeing the indie media already, already turning on Carson, it's life-affirming, Elliot. It makes me mm. feel like, guess what? We're not crazy. You know, we're not just a bunch of a-holes here in Philly. He is selfish. He is a bad teammate. What were you Yeah, thinking? I mean, that's what they're... I mean, the Greg Doyle of the Indy he, Star. Is literally, like that's why I said that. For those for those who didn't see it, that's why I used those words because Greg Doyle put out an article. Basically, the headline of the tweet of the article was Carson Wentz is selfish and a bad teammate. So, you yeah. know. now And Greg Doyle's imagine? been there for a while. Like, he's a, a established Colts beat reporter. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not super up on the indie media scene, but I'll say this. Like, Greg Doyle is the only person I've ever heard of. <laughs> Him so, and like, Stephen Holder. Know, I mean, those are the only two I know. Right. So like he's probably the biggest voice in Indy. Like um, so the Colts can't be happy about this. Like it seems like the Colts are just a bit of a cursed team. Like people are getting hurt. Carson goes on the covid list. But could you imagine if Carson was a quarterback here and he wasn't getting the vaccine, what the reaction would be like wherever you fall on the vaccine question and all that? Like just imagine the circus it would be if Carson was not vaccinated. Oh, and, and and not just not vaccinated, but then this happened where he has to miss time right. like, after the injury. Like, and again, it's even more important there because, you know, new system, new team, new players, all that. Like, at least if it happened here, he would have been here and been a part of everything. Like, you are trying to not just ingratiate yourself into a new situation, but you are literally trying to learn to play with a new coach, a new offensive line, new receivers, new running backs. Like, every single rep matters. Every single one and you have to miss him because of this? Yeah, it would be it would be a story here, Elliot. It would be a story. Well, uh, imagine like you're Frank Reich. You trade from him. You you pretty much like he wants to leave the Eagles. He wants to come to you. Like you go and get him. I'm sure you're a driving force behind the trade. And like Frank Reich has the vaccine. 
So I would just be curious to know what the conversations are like. And there was a good piece uh, about this actually on, on the athletic about kind of dynamics of like, you know, this is going to be a problem for the Colts. Cause keep in mind, like Carson didn't even test positive. He was just a close contact to somebody. So like, this is going to be probably a problem that's going to continue if they have one of the lowest vaccine rates, uh, and I think the, it might be you know, the lowest, NFL, right? So. I think they're the lowest, if I'm not wrong. I think it might have improved a little bit, but yeah. I, it's it's in the bottom ten, regardless. Like it's one of the lowest. But I look, it's just it, you know, it's a good pro, it's a good thing the Eagles don't have to deal with this problem. I'll just say that. Yeah, I think you said it well. And look, I do think your point. Uh, you know, I've definitely been higher on the Colts, Colts than you have, but neither of us have been very high on them because I think Carson stinks, and I'm not worried about him as a quarterback of any team. But sometimes, some years, you go into a season and a team just feels cursed. It just feels like everything's going wrong for that team. And generally, generally, things do go wrong for that team. Like, generally, it doesn't end up great. Yes. And it feels like Colts are that team. I mean, like, look, they've lost their starting left tackle. T.Y. Hilton's out for a while or whatever. I mean, like, Carson, this whole Carson Wentz disaster, Quentin Nelson, who I, I guess is back, but still had the whole ankle thing or foot thing or whatever. It just, like, seems like a Darius lot. Darius Leonard this time, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, it just it seems like a lot of issues for a team that that I think is overrated from a talent perspective to begin with. Um I'm with you. I'm I'm starting to come around to the the Colts are going to be bad, Elliot. That, that's kind of where I, I'm at right now. That pick, like, I I like I would like to say I think it'll be top ten, but I think there's a like in seventy to eighty percent chance it's a top fifteen pick next wow. year. The question would be, what do they do with Carson? Like, if if it's late in the year huh. and Carson, can still you imagine? Playing, can you and they're out of it and they can sit him for the last game of the season and sit. You know they're going to. I mean, but 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 it's one of those things where it's an awkward thing because you know we're talking about you know Mr. Softy as your quarterback, and you know if you tell him that, like, does he handle it well? Like all that, I don't know. It it could be a right. mess, Elliot. It could be a mess. Love it. But then again, oh, I love again, it. I'm if, so happy he's gone. He's, I'm so happy yeah. he's gone. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and then again, but the other interesting part of the question is like. If you bench him, I mean, is that ending the relationship? With that's him? what I mean. You know, that's, like, that's what I was trying right. to say. Is it's like a really complicated situation because he doesn't handle sh- stuff like this well. Like, so it's like you know, I don't know if you can well, really it'll be a fascinating one to watch from week fourteen on. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy he's gone. It really is. That alone, going from him to Hertz, is just like a breath of fresh air, and I'm I'm really excited about it. All right, um, did you have anything else before we get to? Uh, a real one, I'll say. Eagles related, no. I mean, Gardner Minshew is talking to the media right now, and it seems like he's just killing it. He said he played horse with Sirianni. He took his shirt off during the competition. So <laughs> he's, He is. I mean, he's a character. Also, I saw that apparently, um, did you see who the first person to welcome the Phil- per- first person to welcome him to Philadelphia was? No, who? Jalen Hurts. There it is. I mean, right, though, we were just talking about Carson Wentz, right? We're just talking about Carson Wentz, right? Right. And, yeah, I mean, Jalen's a leader. I, right, though? like, and, and and the other way around, it's like, you know, Carson, like, looked like he wanted to kill Jalen Hurts on the sideline. You know, like, and look, conjecture and all that. But, like, we certainly never heard that Carson Wentz was super helpful to Jalen. Jalen never said that. Carson never said that. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I love that. All right. Um, we'll get to final thoughts at the end, but... um. Uh, like I said before, and we have to get to it, um, our bad. Like, no other way to say this but our bad, and I would like to give a shout-out to Michael Donnelly, a real one. 
uh, at Michael Donnelly Jr. on Twitter, as Michael tweeted in the following. And again, I'll just get right out in front of it and say, Michael, you're 100% right. So Michael tweets in after our last pod. The real ones are getting shortchanged. No SAT update in months. No Kingsley update in months. Is he still 10 pounds overweight? Can we use the Spark Park Sportsbook to bet on the over-under on the line of number of walks with ESP per month? Mm. Two and a half is his guess, he says. And then he said, when does Justin in Tennessee get to fill in as guest host? Uh, so, Michael, I want to say, uh, first and foremost, you're right. Horrible yeah. job by us. Hor- like, I'm, I'm bad. The SAT thing, I mean, that was our thing. Like, what, what happened? We just, we got sidetracked. Our bad. When we get to, I don't even remember the number. Was that 2000, Elliot, right? Yeah, it was 2000. So it is our bad, 100%. I was going to bring this up to you after the pod and say we would, you know, like start it back up on the next pod. So I'm happy that this this listener brought it up. Here's what I'm going to do. When this pod is over, I'm going to go look, get the updated count. Yes. And we are starting. We are starting again. And I also will say, like, with COVID, you know, yeah, it would have been hard to go take the SATs down. Like, and stuff. It would have been hard to go do it. It's a new season. I think we're about 500 away. So Okay, and so for those who don't know what away, we're talking yeah. about, because not all real ones, even though we want you to be, please be a real one, like right. Michael Donnelly, who's awesome and we love him. Um, so when we get to 2,000 five-star reviews, five stars only, uh, we will take the SATs. Elliot and I are going to literally yes. go to some high school like we'll idiots. It's going to be the oldest people in the room. We're going to take the SATs and we're going to post our scores. We'll take videos. We're going to talk about it on the pod. It's going to be hilarious. So when we get to uh, 2,000 five-star reviews, we will do that. So start getting those reviews in. If you're new to the pod, whatever, we love the reviews. Elliot really loves the reviews. Like, you could make I his know. day. You could make or ruin his day. In, I in check all them all the time, honestly. I just We just have stopped updating yeah, it. It's a but bad yes, job. We'll get back to it. Okay. So, Michael, our bad. Everyone, five-star view. Second, Elliot, uh, Kingsley update. Is he slimmed down? How's he doing, buddy? Yeah, let me start by saying Kingsley is healthy and well. So don't be alarmed by what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. But I do need to know. I Well, I need to make him a vet appointment, and I've been slacking with it. Oh, and they've buddy. called me like twice being what? like, yo, make this appointment. Make your appointment, Elliot. I know, I know. I'm going to do it. But I I think he is still looking slender. Um, We will see what he weighs in at. I'll let people know when he does. But still getting walks, at least two a day, morning, night. And then he goes out in the backyard all the time. So, But I appreciate people keeping me honest about this. I do. I will uh, I will be, you know, obviously it's my house is going to blow away tonight. So you probably won't be getting a walk <laughs> tonight. But but overall, yes, I will, I will keep people updated once he weighs in. All right. Let's go. Millie, by the way, is 13 and a half now, and Ruben is 10. So I got two old oh, ones. Wait, how often do you weigh these dogs? Oh, no, that's no, no, their no. age. Ages. Millie is 13 okay, and yeah. a half years old. She's 30 pounds. Uh, Ruben is 10 pounds, and he is 10 years old. So I got, I got a couple old ones. Um, they're doing just fine. And, and for those wondering, Zoe's doing great, too. She's awesome. I love her. As I'm, always, I'm like completely as obsessed with her. I, 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 she is my favorite thing in the world, Elliot. So that's where I'm at. With as her. she should be. She's as she should be. Just great. Just great. When we do, when we start doing Go Birds events again, which will happen, um, I will definitely have an event where I'll bring Zoe out to one of them, and and the real ones if they want to meet Zoe, which you should, cause she rocks. Maybe we'll make that happen, Elliot. Yeah, bringing her to a live event's a bold move. So yeah. I, uh, I would respect that. Yeah, yeah. I, she I talks just... well too. I gotta say, I called you right? a few days ago, and she said my name pretty well. I know. So I know. Smart kid. I was impressed. By that. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. 
I'm pretty impressed with her myself. Uh, when is Justin in Tennessee going to fill in his guest host? Michael's such a real one that I don't even remember this being a thing. Was that was this? A I thing? think he just wants it. Okay, I didn't actually think this was a yeah, real thing. I don't thing. think it was a promise. We or do anything. love Justin, though. At some point, we'll definitely get him on the pod proper, so to speak. Obviously, he's on the radio show all the time, but but I didn't even know that. And if there's anyone, other real ones out there, if there's stuff that we forgot about, like we're not following up on, let us know. We're in. We're happy to. That's a bad job well, by us. Well, I feel us. like there's been so much football stuff going on, yeah. and it's only going to keep going, but we will make a better job of doing, we of will. keeping track of we this will. stuff. And shout out to Michael Donnelly for 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 being a real one. <laughs> I, just, I appreciate exactly. you, brother. I appreciate you. Um, all right, Elliot, that's all I got. You got any final thoughts for today, my friend? Or anything we missed? No, I think we got it all, honestly. Um, I'm excited that the season's almost here. I'm excited that next week, like, I mean, I'll be in Atlanta. A week from you know or about a week and a half from now for week one so i'm super pumped to uh to get the season started see if i was right or see if i was just painfully wrong we're gonna find out soon yeah it's a real bait like you let's put it this way i think you you have a lot more on the line this season than i do it feels like yeah i feel like more than any other like beat writer <laughs> type know, person I know, I know. so we'll see buddy as i say always and i swear it's true from the bottom of my soul i pray that you are right and I'm I know wrong. you know. I, I appreciate it. Desperately want you to be right and desperately want to be wrong. So, um, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. Parks Picks Pod. We're going to give you our five favorite, each of us, our five favorite over under win totals. So, again, download the Park Sportsbook app now. Tomorrow's pod, we're going to be giving you our favorite bets of the season. And then next week, we're going to start picking games again. And we'll be doing, a, I think we have to do like a parlay each week, like a, a Parks Parlay. That oh, we'll yes. come up with each oh, yes. week. The Parks Parlay will be a real thing that we do. It'll be on Elliot's Instagram. We're going to be betting these games together. We're going to, we're going to, Elliot and I, we each have our own Parks accounts, obviously. I suggest, Elliot, that we set up a Parks account for the season and we, and we see how we do. Together. And we start with a certain amount of yeah, money. Yeah, we count it up. I'm good with that. We each yeah. put like 50 bucks into an account, 100 bucks in the account, and we and we ride it all season. And we see what happens. See what and we, we let the listeners know, and, and people can bet with us. And, and download the app, and let's have some fun together. That's what I'm saying. Boom. I agree. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. He's Elliot and James. We'll talk to you soon.